Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney founder of IRA Financial. And on today's podcast, we want to dive into three superb questions from three super smart individuals. The first will be about using funds in a self-directed IRA to make an investment and ultimately need more money to pay for a real estate expense. What do you do? Second is if you have a IRA LLC and need to pay for travel expenses to view a property. Can you do it? How do you do it? And then thirdly, the question involves how someone could potentially add more money to their retirement savings through piggybacking off a spouse's business to add money through a solo plan. So it's going to be a really fun episode for you. Buckle up and uh, let's get going. First question from YouTube. I have a self-directed IRLC which owns real estate. I need to come up with around $6,000 to pay for a new AC. My IRA is only $2,500 left in it. What are my options? So this stuff happens quite often. Okay. You, you roll money into your IRA, you buy the asset and you know, things happen, right? You have improvements, landscaping, um, whatever. And, and the money kind of in the account starts uh, dwindling. And now you have a major expense like an AC unit or a heating unit or roof leak, whatever. And you need to come up with some cash. What do you do? So first option is you have the opportunity to add more money into your IRA. In 2023, 6,500 or 7,500 if you're over 50. Your spouse can do that as well. So technically, it could be at least 30K, uh, sorry, it could be 15K or 13K uh, or so. So you have options. Now, let's say you don't have that ability uh, because you make too much money and you can't do a pre-tax IRA. Well, you can always do a backdoor Roth IRA, which will also give you that 6,500 or 7,500. So if the AC unit is 6K, you can put in 6,500 or 7,500 if you're over 50. What happens if that doesn't work out? Um, well, depending on your age, if you have a 401k at work and you're over 59 and a half, you should be able to roll some of those funds into an IRA and cover these expenses. If you have other IRAs, HSAs, Coverdales, you could be potentially use those funds to add or lend those funds to the LLC or even invest in the LLC to add funds. You can also borrow money from a non-disqualified person, a non-lineal descendant or a non um, entity control. So brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, friends, cousins, all those folks um, are fair game. And that could obviously help you uh, cover any shortfall. Now, if you do borrow money, note that there could be UBIT, uh, which is a tax of more than $1,000 in net income attributable to the loan. But if it's a short-term loan, you're borrowing 6, 10, 6K, 12K, 15K, you're going to pay back within a year. Uh, the UBIT issue is probably not very material. So, um, the individual that asks this question, it's a great one. It comes up a lot. That's why I always say, if you are going to buy real estate, uh, keep a little extra cash in the account. You know, give yourself a cushion. 
because stuff happens. Uh, if you're a homeowner, <laughs> you know, there's always something every month. It's like, oh, that, I got to pay for that now. So I get it. Second question from Harold T. of Ogden, Utah. And Harold wants to know, I have a checkbook IRLC. As manager of the IRLC, can I use IRA funds to pay for travel expenses to look at a potential property I want to buy in Mexico? Well, a good choice. Mexico is better than Milwaukee. So good job, Harold. Um, okay. You got to be careful. So under the um, tax code, under 4975C, it says you're not allowed to provide you know, services to your IRA um, other than what's reasonable and necessary. And that's the reasonable and necessary is not in 4975C, but it's in 4975-6, the Treasury regulations, the proposed regs. And really, the reasonable and necessary is, is the basic stuff, like hiring a lawyer, hiring an accountant, hire a contractor, deciding how much you're going to buy the house for, sell the house for, you know, maybe uh, what color the, uh, the roof will be. Like, you can make necessary decisions for your investment, but you can't do what's unnecessary, like paint the walls yourself or like mow the lawn. So clearly you have the ability to go and decide if it's a good investment, right? The problem is when you start mixing travel and entertainment and retirement accounts, it's very hard to segregate what is personal and what is retirement. Especially when you go to Mexico, maybe you're staying at a resort, hanging by the pool. It's awfully hard to show that you're only going exclusively for an IRA look. So it's tough. What, what people end up doing is just paying for it themselves. Um, and you may say, Harold, hey, then that's not fair. I'm using personal money to benefit my IRA. Well, it's hard for the IRS to argue uh, what you're doing, right? If you take a personal vacation, uh, if you take a vacation to Mexico with personal funds, you know, the IRS has no issue with that. Now, if you happen to go look at a property for your IRA, you know what happens. Just like if you take an investment course uh, with personal money and you're using some of that knowledge for your IRA, that's just a byproduct of that um, you know, use of funds. So I would much rather you use your personal funds to go to Mexico and check the property out than use IRA funds. If you use IRA funds, Harold, you're opening yourself up to potential attack. And you know, then if you get audited, it's really up to you to show that, hey, I, you know, I didn't have a Corona at the beach uh, and I went straight from the airport to the property and then back to the airport. It's awfully hard to do. And it's just, I, I think it's, it's not worth the risk. And plus, Using retirement money, tax deferred money on a vacation, it's probably a better use of the funds to invest versus you know a couple of margaritas on the beach. So Harold, I would use personal funds, go to Mexico, enjoy yourself. If you happen to check out a property for your IRA, so be it. But that's the way I would structure it. So great question though. Really appreciate it. Third and final question of today's podcast from Brian L of Tempe, Arizona. Brian wants to know, I work full time and max out my 401k at work. Good job. My wife has a business that she runs herself. If she paid me, would I, would I be able to make a contribution to her plan? So the answer is yeah, right? Because even though you max out, okay, the employee deferral is per individual. So in 2023, from the employee deferral standpoint, you can put away 22.5 or 30,000 if you're over 50. That's dollar for dollar. And that's per individual whether you're part of one plan, 10 plans, 30 plans. Once you hit the 22.5 or 30, you're done. Now, there's other components to a 401k. There's profit sharing, which is 20% of your comp if you're Schedule C or 25% of your W-2. So let's say you maxed out your, let's say you work at, I don't know, uh, Apple, and you maxed out your 22.5. 
but now your, your spouse has a business that she wants to pay you 40K. Let's say it's an escort. Okay. She could technically pay you the 40K and she can do 25% of 40, right? Giving you another 10K. So you do the 22.5 at work and now you have an extra 10K from your wife's business. Now, because your spouses, your wife could have a solo K and you could be an employee of that business without triggering any ERISA because spouses are not deep employees. However, you still got to pay tax on the 30, right? If you're able to get a $10,000 employer contribution, um, get the deduction goes to the business. So you're actually still paying tax on the full 40. Um, but you also have the option of doing a mega backdoor. If you're a Roth lover, Brian, you'd be able to go almost dollar for dollar up to 40K. Now, because it's not an employee deferral, profit sharing is per plan. And the mega backdoor, since it's not an employee deferral contribution, is per plan, not per individual. So you can then do 22.5 at your job. And you can do, if you had enough income, 66,000 or 73,500, if you're over 50, into the solo plan with your spouse. And even though the 415 limit, meaning the total limit per plan is 66 or 73.5, because you have two access to two plans and there's no control groups because you don't own more than 80% of Apple or your current employer, you can now do 66 or 73.5 in your spouse's plan and also do the 22.5 at your full-time employer, giving you, you know, above the 66,000 without triggering um, any, any uh, issues. Um, so the thing to remember is the employer for limits is per individual, but the profit sharing and the mega backdoor is per plan. So depending on your circumstances, it's not very common to have the opportunity to max out at work and also have enough money from side business to also kind of double dip, but it's possible. And your example is a perfect, um, you know, picture of, of what can be done because let's say you made a hundred K with your spouse or 80 K you're under 50, you can do the 22.5 at work, 66,000 in Roth, not tax deductible, but Roth. So now you're able to put away in a retirement plan, 66 plus 22.5, 88,500, um, and have that money grow without tax. And once you're 59 and a half, and the Roth has been open at least five years, you can pull all the money out tax free, which is obviously you know pretty incredible. So great question, Brian. Um, and really appreciate it. Thank you, Harold. Thank you uh, to the individual uh, who submitted on YouTube. If you guys have questions, send them in. You can leave a comment. You can send them to info at IRA Financial. Just say ad mail or ask Adam. It will get to me, I promise. Um, and it's fun. Uh, as, I, as I keep mentioning every week, uh, I look forward to this podcast. It's a great way to kind of brush up on all my uh, IRA rules, 401k rules. And I do learn a lot from this podcast. So I really appreciate it all the questions. And if you enjoy it, please um, leave a comment, subscribe def definitely to our YouTube channel, which you can watch this podcast and, and watch other videos we post. Um, generally post three, three videos or so a week. And you can also watch two other podcasts that I drop every week. If you're listening to this, well, appreciate it. Um, if you don't mind, um, like would be cool. And uh, otherwise I'll see everyone again next, next week. Um, have an amazing uh, rest of your day. And uh, thanks again for uh, listening. Ciao.